is so great. <laughs> oh, this is so great. I just love it. I mean, who is grateful that God's mercies are new every morning, right? Oh my goodness, that we can wake up and uh, we can wake up in the morning and know that yesterday was yesterday and today is new. And today the possibilities are endless and God can do something great with whatever happened before. I am so grateful that God's mercies are new every morning. Um, our scripture this morning comes from the book of Acts, and uh, I welcome you to flip there with me or find it on your phone um, or just quiet your hearts and hear the word of the Lord. Um, we're going to read Acts chapter 2, verses 1, um, oop, just through 21. <sighs> I'm telling you, I am loving this breeze, too. <laughs> I know it's flipping my pages, but it's great. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation, from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews, all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you have said. It's only nine in the morning. <laughs> no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me?
Holy and gracious Lord, I thank you for your word that on this day it is new and fresh and that by the power of your spirit, you breathe new life through it into each one of us. And so, God, I pray that you would take these words of mine and that you would turn them from water into wine. Take the foolishness that I possess and turn it into something that will glorify and honor you, Lord God. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I need to apologize already to our camera guy because I was getting real close. <laughs> it's hard when I'm not contained. <laughs> I like to move. Friends, it is Pentecost. And if you thought I got excited about things, um, I love Pentecost. This is like my day. This is my day. I'm going to be in red. I'm going to be in something shiny because the power of the Spirit needs to be visible. It needs to be palpable. It is something that we should not be able to deny. It is real. And we get to celebrate the beauty of God's perfection, of God's creation, the way God created and, and brought Jesus to be and completes it by sending his spirit. So the people were already together because Pentecost was something that they already gathered for. It was already a festival. And so it wasn't just the apostles or the disciples who were together. There, was, there were about 120 people and they were together in this place. And they were worshiping and celebrating because Pentecost was, was celebrated as, um, as the time that Moses had received the, the law from, uh, from God in Mount Sinai. So that was one reason they celebrated it. Another reason was because it was the spring harvest. So there was a second reason that they celebrated, and it was on that day when they were together that God sent the Holy Spirit with a violent wind and what looked like tongues of fire that came upon each one in that place. Didn't burn them up, but it was present and it was visible and it was palpable. Even in this expanse that we are sitting in, even though we may be on the other side of a screen, God's spirit is still palpable. It is still there with us. And, but you know, the Holy Spirit, being, being anointed with the Spirit, isn't just some emotional thing, right? It's not just something that, that oh, well, I don't know if I've received the Spirit because I'm not speaking in tongues, where I haven't been slain in the Spirit. You know, those are things that, that some denominations will talk about. And listen, that is not all that the Spirit does. While some may have experienced that, the, the Spirit is, is sent to comfort us, is sent to guide and, and teach us. That's what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, get ready to speak in another language. <laughs> he said, I am going to send my comforter, the one who will comfort you and guide you, will remind you of my teachings. You know, the Holy Spirit places within us and, and develops and nurtures and grows within us those fruits of the Spirit. Anybody know the little song from when you were a kid to learn the nine fruits of the Spirit? 
I've heard it a few times. I've even taught it, but I couldn't tell you what it is right now. But love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are things that that don't just happen, right? Those are things we even we even joke about, well, don't pray for patience, right? We even joke about how you can't ask for it because you're going to learn. You're going to learn and grow in what it is to be patient, in what it is to have self-control. It may very well mean you're tested, but that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's what the Holy Spirit comes and does in each one of us. But I want us to recognize that the Spirit didn't come just to, just to Peter, right? The Spirit didn't just come to Luke or Matthew. The Spirit didn't just come to one or two of them. The Spirit came to all of them. They all received the Spirit that day. The Spirit is for all of us. It is a unifying thing. It brings the body, it brings the church, it brings the church together. It brings brings the people from the far corners of our community, from the far corners of our world together. It It brings the different thinkings and understandings together. That's what the Spirit does. The Spirit says, you are not alone. We are together. We are unified as the body. It's a funny thing, too, the way, the way Scripture works. right? If you remember back at the beginning in Genesis, in, in chapters 10 and 11, do you remember what the people were doing? They were, they were building a tower. They were building this huge tower to be closer to God, to, to reach to God. And God said, no, 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 no one, no one can be as high as I am. And he, he messed with their language. He gave them different languages and it caused them to scatter. And here on Pentecost, God says, now you're all going to be able to hear me. I'm bringing you back. I'm bringing you back that even though you are from all these different areas, even though you have all these different understandings, you are going to hear by my spirit, by my spirit, you will hear a unifying voice. One that says, let me, let me get rid of your confusion. Let me get rid of the confusion that separates and let me unify you. By hearing the same word, recognizing that in our diversity, we can experience unity. Even there, though there is confusion and separation, right? We know that all too well. Any of you already feeling that this morning? Whew. Yeah, because there's all kinds of separation and confusion, through the, through the continue, continuation of, of this virus, through political tensions, through racism and, and injustice, there's all kinds of separation and confusion and misunderstanding. And we desperately need that unity. We desperately need 
to know and feel the unity that the Spirit brings. There was not confusion and separation that day, but understanding. They were able to hear. They were able to understand, and they weren't speaking, get this, they weren't speaking Christianese. Any of you know what I mean? Right? Because sometimes we can very easily fall into a trap if we, if we are ones who know God, if we are ones who have gone to church most of our lives or, or have read our Bibles much. There are things that we can kind of fall into. And one of those, a, a really great example, a friend of mine shared with me the other day that she was doing a, a Zoom Bible study with, with the folks from her church, and she's the youngest at 20 years old. And most of the people are, um, are 50 or older. And, and the question was asked, what does it mean that, uh, you know, what does living water mean? What do you think of when, when you hear living water? And so she chimed right in. And she said, well, living water means it's moving and it, and it gives life, right? Whatever touches it is nourished by it. And, and someone in the group said, no, living water is Jesus. And she was scolded for her answer. And as she was sharing that with me, I thought, well, those of us in the church have the answer of Jesus. But those of us outside the church, we don't understand that. And we need to be able to communicate in a way that helps people to understand what we're talking about, right? We can say Jesus saves all we want, but what does that mean? What does it mean to have the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit? We need to be aware of how we are talking and what it is that we are sharing with one another. Uh, Peter was talking to the Jews. <laughs> and in this passage, as we continue through chapter 2, there's all kinds of of quotations that he gives because those he identifies that he was speaking to them and and I quoted I read the part from Joel and that was a part of the scripture that was being fulfilled that day the prophecy was one of equality it was one that said all people young men old men Sons, daughters, men, women, slave, and free. Everyone was going to know and hear and receive that it was no longer just those who are Jews, but all would know. And at the end of that prophecy, though, it culminates with Jesus. Jesus that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord would be saved. This is mind-blowing for them, hearing for the first time Jesus. He, he recounted to them that, that Jesus was the one fulfilling this prophecy, and he was the one that they had just crucified months before. This Jesus, who was there at the beginning, this Jesus who who shared and witnessed God's covenant with Israel, who watched as they struggled through the wilderness, 
who was present as they, as they fumbled and failed and returned again to the Lord. This one Jesus who came to live among us, who came as a baby, who lived and grew and experienced all of those things that we experience, who taught, who fed thousands, who, who raised people from the dead. This Jesus who healed and brought miracle after miracle to the presence of the people and then dying once for all, fulfilling that prophecy that there would be one, a spotless lamb, that there would no longer need to be sacrifices to please God, but that there would be one sacrifice, an ultimate sacrifice, and it would be it would be enough that three days later he would rise from the dead he would come and be with his apostles and then he would ascend and go to heaven to be with the lord that he would sit at his right hand that jesus is the one that peter proclaimed to the people listening that day and when they heard they said what must we do now that we recognize, now that we realize, now that you have laid it out for us, what do we do? And he said, repent, be baptized, live in unity with one another, hear each other, be unified, be unified. That's what the Spirit was doing that day bringing that one message to all of the people. And we get to remember that on Pentecost, we are called to that too. That it is not something of being filled with the Spirit is, is not confined to one attitude or experience. But we are all filled with the Spirit when we have received Christ as Lord, when, when we have experienced our baptism. Let me tell you, though, that if there, is, if there is one who hears, who says, I don't think I realized that. I don't think I got that before. If there's one listening who says, I don't think I've ever been baptized. Hey, message us or call us. Let's talk. Let's talk. Because I want to be able to make sure you understand what it really means. What it is to truly know that you have life with Christ and your life is sealed with a baptism by the Spirit. Friends, how exciting it is to know that we are one from every corner of our community, from every corner of, of our society, we're one. It doesn't always feel like it, but thank God his mercies are new every morning that we can arise this day, breathe in the spirit of God, and exhale all that was, because now, again,
today and every day. God's Spirit is drawing us together to hear what we may have never heard before, to see what we've never seen before, to understand something we have not understood before. It is the power of the Spirit teaching us, guiding us, growing us into a fuller understanding of who Jesus, of who God has called us to be. And we can walk in that. We can walk in that with victory, with joy, and great hope. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Lord, we give you thanks for this day and this opportunity to be together. That we can come and hear your word, that we can come and be grateful. That you can hear our words of thanks for being our God, for giving us your spirit, for not leaving us alone on this earth without your presence. And that by that spirit, though, Lord, we know that you're calling us to hear, to listen, to be present with one another, to not stifle your spirit, but be empowered by it, that we could speak your word and share your goodness, that we would share it in a way that people hear and understand, not because we're forcing it on them, but because we're showing them your great love, your tender mercy, your enduring patience. So God, help us to love as you love. Help us to forgive as you forgive. And let us declare each morning that we have your spirit within us to guide us and teach us and comfort. In Jesus' name, amen.